Beloved of God, grace to you and peace from God, our Creator, and from our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. My news feeds lit up this past week when three titans of industry made an announcement about health care. You may have heard that Amazon and J.P. Morgan Chase and Berkshire Hathaway have announced that they're joining forces and considerable resources to develop an independent healthcare company for their U.S. employees. I couldn't find any details about what this would look like, but apparently people are taking it seriously. The stock market reacted, and healthcare system experts lined up to offer their opinions. Some applaud the initiative and see it as creative and positive. Others interpret it mostly as a no-confidence vote in our current healthcare system and its spiraling costs. People in the industry have been put on notice, one commentator said. I have no idea what the results of this initiative will be, but it will certainly be interesting to watch as it unfolds. It's especially interesting, I think, for those of us here at church who this year are living under this theme for the well-being of all. What is well-being? What does it mean to be healthy and whole? Are those things that a healthcare system can deliver? We are reading the Gospel of Mark this year in worship, and as Pastor Rude mentioned last Sunday, healing is at the forefront of this Gospel. Jesus arrives on the scene as a healer, and people quickly take notice. I get the sense that the Galilean landscape was littered with sick and desperate people, people who were cut off from their lives and had little hope. Jesus brought them hope. I don't think he really had a system. It seemed that he healed whomever he met along the way. In some circumstances, a person's faith seemed to have some connection to his or her healing. Many times it didn't. Jesus healed on the Sabbath, which other Jewish healers would not do. He was a general practitioner in the broadest sense, unclean spirits in the synagogue, house call to his disciples' mother-in-law, lepers, blind people on the side of the road. This was not a health care system. I think what it was was a mission and it wasn't a mission to eradicate all illness and injury. Jesus didn't cure all leprosy, all blindness, every fever. His mission wasn't to save people from their own mortality. All the people Jesus healed eventually died, even those whom he raised from the dead. It seems to me that Jesus' purpose in every aspect of his ministry was to show us the heart of God. And so what I see in these stories throughout Mark's gospel is that God is a healer. We may not understand the ins and outs of God's system. I suppose that's not ours to know. But when I read these stories and bear witness to Jesus' ministry, there is no doubt in my mind that human suffering matters to God. Our wounds matter to God. All of them physical, emotional, relational. Jesus cared deeply about people's bodies. 
but as care extended beyond physical symptoms or ailments. Divine healing is concerned with all that is tender or broken. Bodies, spirits, relationships, communities. Illness and injury have a way of tearing at the fabric of life. Many of you are keenly aware of this. This was certainly true in Jesus' day where people were often banished from their homes and communities because of mysterious ailments and illnesses that no one understood. But even now when we have so much more knowledge and understanding, sickness and disease rarely come to us alone. They come bundled with other things that have the power to cripple us. Things like fear, isolation, loneliness, discouragement, a sense of powerlessness, even worthlessness. These are the concentric circles that so often surround illness and injury. All of them have the power to fracture our sense of well-being and erode our trust in God. Time and again in these gospel stories, Jesus tends to this aspect of healing. One of the striking things to me about Jesus' ministry is how holistic it was. I don't know if this was common in the ancient world, but it seems remarkable to me. He didn't see people only in terms of their malady. They were not just bodies to be cured. Jesus saw people in the context of their lives, their relationships. He cured them for sure. The unclean spirit was cast out, the leper was cleansed, the blind person regained sight, but healing went beyond this. Jesus restored them to their families, their vocations in the world. Today's text is an example of this. Simon Peter's family member was sick with a fever, a life-threatening condition at that time, still can be today. Jesus was called to her bedside by her loved ones. He touched her and raised her up, and the fever left her. She was made well, well enough to take her place at the Sabbath table and serve them the holy meal. Now, I know many let out an exasperated sigh when they hear that aspect of the story. She was at death's door and couldn't even get a night off from cooking dinner. But there is meaning in this detail that I think is beyond its patriarchal context, although that's certainly part of it. This woman was restored to her place in the family, able to do that which she was accustomed to doing. It's fairly touching, actually, to have fear and isolation and hopelessness cast out, to be woven back into her family, her community. This is about more than fixing a body. It's about renewed hope and trust in the goodness of God. Looking at it from this perspective, then, we all have gifts for healing. We may not be able to work miracles like Jesus, and we may have no expertise in healthcare, though some of you do, and I'm very grateful for this. But every one of us is equipped with gifts that can bring healing and hope. When we simply ask someone how they are feeling and take the time to listen, we share the gift of healing. When we encourage someone who is discouraged, 
When, those, when we remember and reach out to those whose lives have moved to the margins of the community because of illness, we share the gift of healing. When we resist the message of our culture that one must be young and strong and healthy and productive in order to have worth, when we reject this message, we share the gift of healing. And when we sit at the bedside of a loved one, powerless to fix what is broken, but filled with God's peace and gratitude for life, we share the gift of healing. Every one of us has a healing ministry. It's rooted in who Jesus is for us and who we in turn become for each other, those who share his compassions and presence with those in need, those who are humble and willing to receive that compassion when we need it. Together we live as the body of Christ, broken and blessed. Together we lean into God's promises, promise like the one we heard in the Hebrew scripture reading, that those who wait for the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles, they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Thanks be to God for the well-being that is ours in this promise. Amen.